Another uh, Sonic Talk. Welcome to Sonic Talk. This is one. I'm going to call this one post-traumatic messe because uh, we've just come back from Music Messe. Uh, if you were a, a regular listener, you'll know that we weren't here last week because we were, in fact, in Germany, in Frankfurt, of all places. Um, and it was very sunny and very lovely, but it was also uh, home to the Music Messe, which we've been going to for more years than I care to uh, remember. But uh, I want to say welcome back, everybody. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. I've given the chat room a new colour scheme. Uh, I've made it sort of white on black with uh, with coloured bits, so uh, we'll see how we go on with that. But I thought they 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 probably fancied a bit of decorating, so I've done that uh, in this. And I've I've opened the window because the spring's coming in. So because usually I have a light here and it makes me look very yellow. So I thought I'd just mix it up a bit this week. Uh, I want to say thanks to our sponsors, of course. We've got Isotope, who are sponsors of the show. Uh, more news from them later. But uh, if you're interested, head over to Isotope. You can get ten, ten day demos from most of their products there for absolutely free, gratis, fully functional, and all that. So do check it out but we'll be telling you a bit more about stuff from them shortly. In the meantime, we're going to come back to our guests. Um, it's going to be a bit of a freeform show, uh, just because there's a load of stuff come out from Mesa. We'll just talk about it and see how everybody felt uh, and whether what people are excited about or not. And as usual, it may just end up wandering off into nooks and crannies and tangents, but you know that's just the way we do. That's the way we roll. Isn't it, Gaz Williams from uh, gazwilliams.me? It is the way we roll, yes. Uh, this is the least scripted and most spontaneous show you're going to find anywhere. So, um, yeah, we've, uh, well, rather, I've been quite interestingly following all of the Mesa coverage, so I'm kind of uh, teeming with opinions, so I'll just Excellent. burst into... Bursting with, with whatever yeah. they call it, stuff. Yes. Uh, opinioplasm. <laughs> 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 anyway, Gaz Williams, professional bass player, music technologist, uh, co-host of our uh, periodical, randomly periodical Sonic Touch show, which we will hopefully have a few more episodes shortly, but uh, mm. welcome aboard in Bristol, not far away, which is probably why his picture looks so good today. Looking very good, Gaz. That c- colour scheme suit, the shirt and the hair are going very well together, <laughs> I may say so. Uh, must be the influence of your good lady wife. Anyway... <laughs> And Robbie Bronneman there in uh, Robot Studios, uh, also looking very uh, high definition. Notice I didn't say Robbie Williams this week. I don't know where that came from. That was just an awesome mispronunciation. Freudian. Robbie Williams. Yeah, where I, I have no idea why that was. Anyway, Robbie Bronneman, of course, uh, music composer, music producer, uh, wrote the theme tune, played the theme tune, starred in the show... Sushi Friday, there he is. And it's, uh, that's on the set of his latest uh, um, episodes of, of Music Making in the Studio with your uh, compatriot. How are you doing, Robbie? Doing very well, thanks. Very busy as usual, but, you know, I like, that's how I like it. That's the so way to be, good. isn't it? It's all good, yeah. I'm noticing, you, yes, that the, the modular's looking there resplendent in its monochromatic colours. I know you've, because uh, when we talked about it last time, you had, the, you had your panels normalised. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm I'm loving it. Actually. Every time I get a spare hour, I kind of I delve in and just start randomly putting stuff everywhere and thinking I know nothing about this really. But it's you know, awesome. 
And there is so much more to come, I can assure you. Anyway, um, that's something we'll talk about once we've uh, once we've come. Anyway, thank you very much, Robbie. And also, Mr. Dave Spears, right there in um, Synth Synth Central. He's the man. Oh, yeah. If you're wondering where all the analog synths have gone in the world, they're at his house. He's like a synth black hole. That's, everything is drawn towards it. We've moved into the 80s. Ah, moved into? Back to the yeah. future or forward to the future? You won't believe this. What's he got? Well, actually, since it's from the 80s, it's light. I can lift it. Oh, oh, we approve. Oh, Phase distortion's oh, finest. Robbie will be very pleased. Oh, I love that. Cassio, so you get entering... Fa- I'll show you what I've got. This is my best swag. Nice. Ah, yes. Is that the blackboard thing? Yeah. I saw some chalk or something on there. I that's thought that right. was quite funny. Yeah, that's right. I haven't done... I actually... Dis- I had to get rid of the chalk because... Um, uh, I didn't feel police I wanted to. took it off you. The police took it off me. Yeah, it was starting to crumble. Just looked like a white powder in customs. Imagine my embarrassment. So, Dave Spears, G4 Software, makers of fine instruments, uh, running a competition at the moment, which uh, I, because of the messer, I haven't published the, the uh, press item. So you've got uh, some sort of imposter-type uh, comp- competition going at the moment, right? Do tell. It's only fair. So everybody's been saying to me over the years, why don't you write a book on synthesis? And I've always wanted to do it as a colouring in book. That way I could say, you could buy my book on synthesis if you like and colour it in. <laughs> so as a kind of laugh, we had some line drawings done of various sins. And actually what's really funny is that everybody here was kind of, took a little bit of time out and started kind of shading them in, you know, like really carefully. And some people were just using crayons and pencils and red ink and stuff like that and it was really funny we just kind of went you know what why don't we just kind of put this up on the site and have a bit of a competition so the most abstract best coloring in thing will be judged by i think it's chris's kids and then that person will win an imp too that is awesome i tell you what though a synth coloring in book now if you're at the you know the restaurant and you take coloring in books to you you know for your kids to uh, to play with while the adults talk a synth one how cool would that be that would be yeah we kind of thought it would be a good way of introducing your kids to synths as well because <laughs> my kids my nippers like i don't care dad what a synthesizer is frankly so we were like well actually if we'd got her earlier and made her color stuff in it would have been really cool she uh, might have she might have my daughter's gonna do it yeah what my daughter's gonna do it she's all very excited about doing it Excellent. But she was a little bit. She was a little bit nonplussed about what the prize was because she just went, "Hey, what? What's that?" <laughs> yeah, we should do it. If a kid wins, we'll send like a bag of sweets or something. That, yeah, that yeah, might be cool. We should have meant that. Yeah, that sounds good. What is that thing to your right there? That's the thin black plastic. Um, that this one. Yeah, what's that? That's new, isn't it? No, it's the AKS. Ah, I should have known. I'm working on it. I, I agreed last night. I had a, I can't really say too much about it, but I had a, a conversation with somebody on the phone who asked me to do something, and I just kind of went, you know what? I've got a trillion things to do. Yes, I'll do it. So that's kind of what I'm doing today. So I will be working while this is going on. Okay, well, don't let us disturb so I'll mute you. myself. All right. <laughs> Multitasking. Anyway, let's get back to the, the, the matter in hand. Music Messer, of course. Now, I kind of created a short list of stuff 
Um, you know, the thing about Music Matter this year, it was five weeks after NAM. You know, five weeks. I was talking to many people at the show, Messer uh, just now, who were saying, I'm still having, I'm still finishing up conversations I started as a result of seeing somebody at NAM. And I haven't finished. And it's sort of like we're not ready to have a meeting yet because we haven't finished. We haven't decided what, what we do next. So there's all that going on. Um, there was also, we expected nothing, to be perfectly honest, or very little in terms of releases, just purely because of the, the time span. Not, not because we don't from Mesa, but uh, it's just, you know, there was such a short distance. But in fact, there were a few surprises. Um, I think probably the biggest surprise, the most left field, has got to be the uh, analogue... Uh, the, the Wolf, which is Rhythm the, the Rhythm Wolf. Yes, I'm going to see if I can uh, find that video. Rhythm Wolf. Yeah, unfortunately, I'll see if I can I'll play it now. Let me get this here. Unfortunately, uh, I can show you a bit of uh, video of it. Here it is. Uh, but what actually happened was, this is what they told... Oops, that's not what you want, is it? Oh. What they told us was that... Uh, uh, Akai on an analog drum machine. What's going on? Uh oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, what is going on? I'll tell you what's <laughs> going on. It's operator error. Ah, here we go. No, sorry about that. I'm I'm trying to be clever. I was sort of... Uh, there were so many videos, I couldn't put them all on buttons. But let's just zoom up a bit. Um, this is what it looks like. It's a lot of fun. We wanted something where got... it had a completely unique sound that you could just kind of get, get weird with it. Um, open and close hi-hats that cut each other off, of course. Uh, these are actually, they're not samples, they're analog-based hi-hats, sort of like a TR6R6 or a uh, CR78, something like that. And then we also have a bass synth that's a single oscillator bass synth. You, in performance mode, you can play this, you can play this like a keyboard, or in step mode, what you do is you hit the pad, and then you can choose a step, and then you just hold the pad, hold the button down on the step, and you can turn, you'll be able to turn the knob uh, to uh, select. So, yeah, he was talking about it. That was uh, Dan Gill, who's the product manager, who said, you know, off, off camera, I think, basically what the, they told me had happened was the engineers were, so, you know, were working so hard to try and get it ready. Uh, and they were up half the night and they just plugged it in wrong and blew it up before the show so it wouldn't make any noise. Whether that's the case or not, or whether they just hadn't voiced it and didn't want to present it when it hadn't been voiced properly was another matter. But he was saying that he was hoping it was going to sound more kind of like uh, attack, you know, a bit bit harder edged, just particularly uh, so, so it's got a bit more of a kind of vibe to it rather than bibble bobble. But 200 notes, uh, 200, it's actually $200. £159 is listed on Digital Village at the moment. Christ. That's mm. crazy stuff, isn't it? Mm. I wonder if it'll sound any good. It, it does say that it's got two outputs. The two outputs is drums and bass. <laughs> That's it. So mm. it's not, you can't pan things or do anything like that. But, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it, it's obviously, that they've obviously seen Korg Volker. But the thing that is interesting, it's not so much that it's just another, it's the fact that another major manufacturer is making something analogue. And I did ask them, I said, have you bought this in? Or have you developed it in-house? And they said they developed it in-house, which is a very interesting sign. I don't know, Dave, you were quite keen on the Volco Beats, weren't you? When you know, And they cut the notion of it when it when it came out. I don't. You said you were going to get one. I don't know if you did. But is this something that you might kind of consider as well? You could have a little collection of uh, cheap analogue drum machines from the 21st century. Yeah, yeah amazing. I'm still... Um, I want to hear the TR8 a lot. Uh but only after you did that frequency sweep on that kick drum. That's kind of, I have to say, that's sort of what sold me on it. But this, yeah, really interesting. <clears throat> Blimey, what a 
complete surprise that was. And the, and the price. Whoa. I know. How can they possibly make it for $200? So, <laughs> CV gate, MIDI? I believe there is a trigger in and out. Okay. There is MIDI also. I mean, blimey. If it sounds half decent, what's not to like? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The, I think he said the bass drum was more of an 808 vibe and, you know, did go quite low, and that's what he was kind of keen on, and the snare was a bit snappier than than perhaps Volta voices. But, I mean, I think they're still tweaking it, but interesting idea. I know, Robbie, I, I, I mean, you know, you're very much in the box. Is this just a toy, or can you see it having some value? No, I think it's, you know, it's, it's great. There's a bit more kind of, you know, a few more cat amongst the pigeons with a few more people doing this stuff. I mean, you know, all the, all, all the talk, everyone said, oh, analog's too expensive to produce. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not mass market enough now. Well, I mean, that, that, yeah. that kind of out of the water, doesn't it? You know, that if they can manage to do it, surely other people can manage to do it as well. Yeah, uh, I think the I think that's a very good point. I know, Gaz. It's the sort of thing. I, I must admit, this you know, it's a very left. But I think Robbie's point is brilliant. That you know, it means, hold on, let's get some more affordable analog, and hopefully we'll talk about some more of that later because there's a couple other things that really floated my boat from the show too in the analog world. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. I mean, I am in the market for something like this. So um, when I saw that, I just thought, well. <clears throat> You know, it's at that sort of price point that you can justify getting that and something else. You know, it's not like uh, it's. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. I it mean, needs to have a sound, doesn't it? It has to have at least one sound that you go, yeah, that's great. Well, I'm pretty sure it will. I mean, the howl function, I think. <laughs> uh, just, I missed that completely. What's that? The howl. It it's goes, like a distortion circuit, oh, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, right. um, you know, just the fact that that's built in, I think, is going to mean that you're going to be able to get some pretty cool, to- pretty cool tones out of it. Uh, did I imagine it, or is there some sort of parameter lock on it as well? Uh, I don't think there is. I think I remembered asking that question. If it's parameter lock you want, then I've got mm. just the thing for you because this, uh, this was the other thing that really, really. Can I just, re- before you finish, is it is it well? Does it seem well made that net the new? Because generally their stuff's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, I don't think it's going to be as well made as the higher performance. I think it's a plastic case from what I understand. Okay. Um, but, you know, for, it's that sort of price thing, isn't it? It's sort of like, yeah, you know, what can you say? Um, yeah. But in terms of drum machines, though, uh, yeah, 200. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? I don't know what it's going to be by the time it gets here. 125 quid, maybe? I mean... Bit hard to take, bit hard to, to imagine why you wouldn't. Um, I have got something else though. That if you're, if it's analog drum machine, this is something that really blew. And and I persuaded them to to show me this again because obviously with the announcement that there's all of this uh, uh, Roland TR, the IRA kind of business going on, this was just uh, this really blew me away in terms of what it could do. This is the MFB Tansberg, which is uh, apparently German for dancing bear, as long as it's got tan, tans bar. Sorry. So there's been a lot of interest in analog-style drum machines, hasn't there, recently, right, with the new Roland Ira stuff? But you yes. actually make an analog drum machine. This is analog, yeah, that's the difference. Also, I think uh, uh, also there are differences not only in the in the sound, but there's also difference in the sequences. Right. For example, the, the Roland Ira, I, I just saw they have no parameter lock. So that means you just have one sound for each step. We, have, we can modify for each step, you have different sounds. Ah, so you can yes. do that. So what is the, the what is the drum voicing for the temp bar? Does it do, uh, is it more of an 808 style or a 909 style? Or uh, yeah, it's a good question. I would say it's MFB style, but for sure, 
Uh, most of the instruments are in the tradition of 808, but we also added a kick drum. A second kick drum is more in the tradition of a 909. So you can hear it here, like... This is more 909 kick. Yeah, I, I was there. That actually moved a lot of air as well. Wow, that sounds big. And this is more the... I won't play it all, but that thing, it's a real shame that it's going to cost so much in the US because, I mean, in the UK and, and Europe, the TR8 is about 500 quid, four or 500 quid, five, between four and 500 euros, and that is about 800 and something euros. And it, it absolutely, and the, cl it, the clap sounds were just brilliant. Stereo with also, it sounded bloody great, I have to say. I mean, there, there are people in the chat room saying that, you know, perhaps it won't, uh, it won't stand up to all that much, but that's, that, that would be an option if I was looking for an analog drum machine, you know, and I wanted to get something decent. That would be somewhere I'd be going as well. And that really—I don't know if anyone's ever come across any MFB stuff. I know Robbie, you've been exploring sort of modular analog. Have you got any of their stuff? I had a couple of their little bits and bobs to begin with when I started, you know, exploring the idea of being able to patch stuff together. You know, their little miniature things. I mean, they're—I mean, certainly those things—they're really good value for what they are. I mean, they're not those those type of units aren't particularly well made. They're very plasticky. You know, with everything surface mounted and stuff, but, but oh, the little, the, the Nansberg and those kind of tiny little lunch boxes. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. I think it's, a, it's good for people getting into that sort of stuff who just want to have a dabble to see whether it's something they want to put their money into. Yeah, no, I, I, I did, and. I know if you're looking at analog, it's something I would recommend. I know I'm kind of bigging it up a lot, but it just really sort of made me think, wow, that's it. Sort of, it addressed some of the things that I thought was perhaps missing in the, uh, the the IRA stuff with the parameter locking and stuff, and it and it did in the flesh sounded pretty pretty damn good to me. Well, uh, I mean the uh, analog rhythm, uh, the electron analog rhythm, has yeah. set the standard for me. So that's what I'm kind of. Uh, judging things against and this seems to hold up quite nicely against that doesn't it in terms yeah, of yeah i think that would be fair to say there's more <clears> synthesis i think in rhythm uh, we're getting incidentally i think um electron are coming here in a week or two to uh, give us a full demo of that so stay tuned oh, awesome yeah so i mean obviously that does kind of lead us quite neatly into the their announcement about the overbridge technology which i thought mm, lovely that's really sold it for me now that has with electron Essentially saying that their analog for their uh, the analog keys and their analog rhythm have all actually got multi-channel audio interfaces built in. Yeah, was just announced. So people it, who have owned these products have just discovered that's quite an Easter egg to discover, isn't it? Yeah, slightly. I, I did say. So you've been lying to us, and they said, "Yeah, I'm sorry, we had to keep it quiet." But, <laughs> like that. but the other thing that's going to be very interesting with that, um, just moving quickly there, I, I know Dave, you might want to mention that talk about MFB stuff as well. Was the fact that there was uh, this notion of a, a, an editor, so the whole thing can run within a DAW, and the DAW plugin will pull all the voices and the sounds into the right patches. You won't have to manage it via via the machine. So it's much more of an integrate. But that we're talking Q3 for that stuff, you know, Q, summer, late summer, early autumn, you know. So it's it's still some way off. But the, uh, the audio interface stuff, apparently the drivers are very, very close. And they may or may not go with that as a first release and then bring the other stuff up. But we'll see. But that could really change the game. Uh, Dave, have you have you used any MFB stuff or tried any MFB stuff? Just just to go back a step. Yeah, that uh, what was that little drum machine they had? Nansver. Uh, or the, I can't remember. I think it might have even just been called Drum Computer. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, 
but it wasn't particularly well made. So what was the build quality on this like? It looked a lot better to me. I mean, I didn't actually get to play it. I mean, I was so in awe of... Uh, he's called Uber George, which is probably one of the most awesome names one could have. And I'd like to say that Uber George last year when I filmed him was wearing dark glasses and looked like he'd literally woken up from underneath the table after a really heavy session and was very monosyllabic, whereas this time he was much more animated and with it, and it really made a difference. So there's a tip there if you're doing a trade show. Perhaps don't get so pissed the night before and you might actually be able to do a decent demo. But I, I don't know. It sounded bloody great, and it must be able to sort of deal with a certain amount of pounding because it's got, you know, it's going to have to be. But it's got and a CV. Price of this? 840 euros. Okay. It's got C it's got separate outs for everything, C V gate out as well, so you can sequence external kit. And uh there's quite a lot of parameters. The claps really sounded the claps sounded like a, a, a clap trap version two. Sounded pretty good actually, if you're into claps. <laughs> the claps. I mean it did sound good, and when you said about oh, there's a lot of air being moved there, I thought, aye, 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 that's all good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'd really like to check it out. I mean, again, the problem is is that the, at the minute, I don't seem to be able to go into any stores and kind of check something out because, well, first of all, don't exist. stores don't seem to exist and those that do exist don't have stock of kind of, you know, the kind of more boutique stuff like this. So, mm. for me, that's kind of key. I just want to kind of check it out, see what it sounds like, certainly in this case, see what the build quality is like and kind of make a decision. Yeah, it's tricky that, isn't it? Definitely very tricky. Um, the other thing that came from them was the Dominion, uh, and I wanted to talk about this because this really blew me away, actually. that this was the, I know this is turning into the MFB show, but perhaps we'll do that after we've had a word from our sponsor. I'll hit that. Uh, no, that's that. Uh, I want to hit this one. There we go. They'll, it'll come on in a minute. Are you going to play ball? There we go. Thank you very much, Isotope, for sponsoring the show. Uh, Alloy 2. Uh, it's basically a fantastic mastering stroke channel strip. It, it's, it's, it, it's got so many tools in it that kind of can improve the audio. Gives you uh, fast results and a fantastic sound. Intuitive workflow. You get six powerful tools. EQ, Dynamics, Exciter, DSR, Transient Shaper and Limiter. I mean, myself, I've used it a lot on uh, video soundtracks when I've needed to sweet enough stuff or, or repair vocals that are recorded in certain places. It really does help. Over 250 presets. Zero latency performance, so you can hear results instantly. Multiband, Transient Shaper. Make a kick drum less boomy, for instance, or more snap to a snare. Visual feedback. You can visualize your mixing decisions with really good metering and displays to guide the way. Uh, you can get your 10-day trial, isotope.com forward slash alloy. There's also a new 70-plus page mixing guide called Mixing with Isotope, filled with tips and tricks for hobbyists and pros alike, available now at isotope.com. So once again, we thank them for very much for their sponsorship of this show. Um, you know, it's good, to, it's good to have a sponsor on board that you actually use their products and kind of rate them because there's nothing worse than talking about something you don't believe in, particularly in, in the audio world. So thank you very much. Good good job, Isotope. But yes, the Dom, uh, the Dominion. Now this is uh, really... I'm going to see if I can make this work. I think I've got it here somewhere. Uh, Dominion uh, there. This is the same deal, same guy. There we go. Oh. Also to uh, Apollo Universal Audio for sponsoring the show, uh, Music Massive Video. Thank you very much. Okay, hi, here's Uwe George from uh, MSB. So, yeah, nice to see you, to hear you, and I want to show you the Dominion one. 
our free oscillator analog synthesizer with a 12 stage 12 mode filter. Um, single ended filter and we have I think I, I mentioned some function we have three envelopes we have three LFO sections one LFO section is in the controller section there are two ribbon controls like a pitch wheel is the first one and the second is a, like a modulation wheel maybe we can I've got so I could watch this again for uh, it, it again in the flesh you know it's very hard to hear in the in this very noisy environment but it sounded absolutely brilliant and it, you know i think i was kind of raving about it in the article i put with it as a sort of contender for monosynth of the year and then i heard i think it's paraphonic as well three voice presumably because it's only got three oscillators but it's their first big keyboard based you know it seems like it's well built it's funny that they've gone for those kind of uh, smarty top knobs because it makes it look kind of like a kit i don't like that i prefer the black one actually but uh, i know robbie yeah i could see you shaking your head i mean i i'm i'm very interested now i thought I've, I've followed that the whole way i mean i mean on a totally frivolous point like you said i think the tops look like something like a kit synth from like radio shack in the 80s or something and the, the little the little touch strips in white look like a lastoplast. <laughs> yeah, apart from that, apart from that, it sounds amazing. I just think they could that company could just do with a little bit more input on the kind of the design aesthetic of stuff. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, if they can make enough of these things, this thing uh, again, you know, when you consider it it, 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 it's very comparable in price in Europe to the Sub Thirty Seven, basically. But in my opinion, from what I've seen there, that seems to, you know, in terms of synthesis and just general, you know, pulse myth modulation on all waves, on all oscillators, mm, yes, please. You know, I mean, I know we, you can get close to that with the, the variable wave on the uh, on the sub. It's just, it, it just sounded bloody great. And it really did make me kind of think, I would, I think I might buy one of those. You know, I think I, I just, that's what I synth that I've, for, for a while, you know, I'm really looking forward to being able to review in that, assuming I can. I mean, this stuff is, because it is quite boutique but at that price, that's kind of, that's getting into the, the sort of stuff that you could afford. Again, you know, in, in the, by the time it gets to the US, it's going to be probably closer to two grand, which is a shame that it gets penalised with the, with the exchange rate. But wow, it's just, I don't know. Dave, did you did you get excited by that, or have you heard? It? Yeah, I mean, because it's been in development for quite some time, hasn't it? Yeah, I uh, yeah, it was interesting. I, I I was aware of it before, um, but exactly like everybody else, I thought it's really weird because I've been looking at uh, somebody been trying to persuade me to buy it. Do you remember the Gen SX thousand? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and as soon as I saw the video, I thought. Bloody hell, it's the same design, you know, it's the same kind of, it's those knob tops, isn't it? It is those sort of kind of Macklin things. So I was carrying on working, the video was on one screen and whatnot, and after a little while I was thinking, Jesus, that sequence is just beginning to get annoying. Yeah, it is a bit. And then it sort of, I don't know what happened, it all sort of started to come together for me, and I stopped working, looked at it and went, Oh yeah, wow, actually, yeah, this is really cool. And ended up rewinding it a couple of times. What what did you say the price was gonna be? He reckoned about fourteen hundred euros. Fourteen hundred fifteen hundred euros. Which for for something of that complexity, yeah. we're talking memories and a sequencer and so there's a lot of patchable you know, it's got a load of C V in and out for each oscillator. You know, you can run it 
it's, it's, it's incredibly highly specified for that sort of money for a boutique. I, I would imagine, I was imagining him to say two grand minimum. Yeah, okay. See, at the minute, I'm kind of lost because sometimes you look at a synth and you think, oh, that's going to be really expensive. And it's like £200. <laughs> and then other times you look at things and you go, well, that's pretty, that looks really cheap. And it's a thousand euros or whatever. And you're just kind of like, I don't know, I've kind of lost touch with pricing at the minute, which is why I'm constantly going, how much is it? How much is it? <laughs> and I think I'm just, you know, ultimately, well, I'm kind of, as you know, I'm sort of banned from buying since, apart from the fact that we moved into the 80s. But there is going to be a point where I'm just going to find a synth. The price is going to be right. The look is going to be right. The sound is going to be awesome. And I'm just going to be like, I have to have this. I have to have this. I can sort of feel it building. This is like the closest a, I've got, I must say. I, I, I'm kind of quite, I am getting, I'm starting to build the excitement. If it looked, I guess in a way, the fact that it doesn't look so appealing is probably good because it might save me from myself. I know, Gaz, did you feel the same? I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely ugly, but I think it's, <laughs> it's ugliness is, uh, is, I think it's cool, I mean, because it, it sounded quite ugly as well in places, you know, so I thought, yeah, this is nice, gnarly. Um, but but the fact that there is those patch memories on there does mean that you could really use it uh, as a live synth, yeah. or you could use it maybe in, in more professional kind of situations, and uh, as opposed to, you know, and a lot of these boutique things, which I guess are just for, you know, I don't know, tweaking at home. I mean, that, you know, that thing looks like you could really use it live. Mm. Um, yeah, fantastic. It also looks like the kind of synth that you can get really lost in as well. Um, he did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a lot of patch points on there as well, wasn't there? Yeah. What it's did, not, what did it, you find it, out about that? Well, I did say, is it semi-modular? And he said no. So I think it's mostly to do with uh, CV and gate in and out for each individual oscillator and maybe envelope trigs and uh, maybe frequency control, that sort of stuff. So it's not fully, it's not, you know, like take the filter and patch it in here, but you could take the output of maybe one of the LFOs and patch it in somewhere like that. So you, so you could do that kind of thing, I think. But that's as far as I know. I didn't really get the chance to fully study it, but I'm sure there's details on the web because it's two weeks away from production, I believe. So Yeah, cool. Was there aftertouch on the keyboard? I believe there was. Mm. And I didn't even yeah. ask him. <laughs> but I, say, I, got, I got a bit of synth envy this week because my friend rang me up to say he's paid for a Schmidt. You're no bloody way. joking. No, 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 a friend of mine lives in Oxford. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah no. so. Where? In Oxford. <laughs> Where did you live? Where did you live? In Oxford. <laughs> in Oxford, yeah. That's really close to me. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> he got, I knew he was going to do it. He's been wow. he's just always ringing me saying, what can I buy? What can I buy? I've got lots of money I need to spend before the end of this afternoon. What shall I buy? Jesus Christ. Yeah so, yeah, so yeah, so I might be able to hook you up if you ever want to go and do a review. There may not be another one in the UK. Who knows? Wow, even knowing somebody who's going to buy a Schmidt is kind of impressive, isn't it? Knowing, some, knowing somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm twice removed from a Schmidt. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a, that's a way to that's a, how connected are you? Yeah. yeah, that was a good vid. It was. It was. I want to. Th I want to thank uh, Jonathan Miller, um, who does PR for a number of companies uh, in the UK. Uh, I he, I just bumped into him and I was saying, oh yeah, we were talking about the Schmidt. And he said, oh this is uh, this is Dirk. He's uh, 
he's done some patch design for the Schmidt. And it was like, what? Because I was thinking, <laughs> what angle can I use to film this synthesizer again? Because it's page view gold, you know, it's just like any excuse. And I thought, I can't just film, you know, the, one of the one of the owners talking about it. Because A, they're German, their English isn't that good. My German's non-existent. And it was sort of like, I don't want to just do that. And then this guy showed up and it was very kindly said, oh yeah, I'll talk about it. And he was... Uh, I think, you know, he wasn't totally prepared, but some of the stuff he said, oh, yeah, this goes here. It was just like, wow, that is mind-blowing in terms of what it does. It was great. Anyone who uses the word bastard in a demo is all right. By <laughs> and me. the F-bomb as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was like, I like this guy. He knows how to program a kick-ass and he uses swear words. And he can swear too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to say thanks to Dirk again. Brilliant. I can't pronounce his second name. I, I couldn't pronounce his first name because when he said it, it sounded like Dirk. And I was thinking, that can't be right. So it was a bit, yes, I'm sorry. And I didn't get a card. I was, I just ran off to go and edit it immediately. <laughs> I was being too journalistic. <laughs> so, okay, anybody else? Anybody else got any? I mean, I've got a list that I could just keep going through, but it's not just about me. It's Robbie. I've got one, I've got one thing that I was really excited about from that show, and it's the new Otto Machines Bim Bamboo. They're new effects processors. Ah, okay. I d- I've, got, I've got their biscuit, and I absolutely love it. It's one of my go-to things all the time. Their stuff's just lovely design, you know, really interesting instruments, always thinking outside the box. And um, so, yeah, I'm very excited. But they're not available to the end of the year. But, uh, yeah. Um, what is it? What does it do? <clears throat> there's, three different pro- there's three different processors. Bim, bam, boom. One's like a sort of a, a distortion compressor-type device, and another one does 12-bit delays and reverb and all this sort of thing. So they're kind of like really interesting sound designers, effects processors. Ah, so are they? Are they? They got that sort of audio damage vibe about them. Yeah, but um, they're but they're love. They're, they're, they're the biscuits brilliantly built. It's a lovely bit of design. Great knobs, great you know. And these are kind of all complementary. One's black and red. One's black and yellow. One's black and blue. And they all look like they're going to be really great kind of you know sound designs tools. So, Otto Bim Bam Boom. Yeah, Otto Machine. <laughs> I've got to look it up and see if I can find it. Uh, um, auto machines, gosh! All right, um, how much is that going to be? Do you have you got any ideas, uh, Robbie? I think they're going to be about three hundred and fifty euros each. Right. Okay. So it's sort of yeah, like boutique pedal part of price. Yeah, but they're but they you know they're they're really they're really well specced in terms of what you can do with them by the look of it. So um yeah, it's a lot cool. Of fun. Interesting. Gaz, uh, you look like you're ready to go. Primed. Well, I. Like the dualo, the weird like accordion thing, but I, but I really like the guy demonstrating it. That's been one of my favourite product demonstrations I've, I've ever yeah, seen. I, 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 I filmed that and I thought, <laughs> I, th- I actually thought people were just going to laugh at him, but he's, his, his conviction came across because he was doing those sort of ninja moves, which <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was trying not to laugh at when he was there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, I've got, uh, I think I've got that somewhere. That's the thing that looks a bit like uh, an accordion. Uh, yeah. It's a duallo. Um, duallo. duallo. It looks like a baby carrier. You know, when you've got an infant. Baby grab. Right. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> it is. Reverse uh, parachute. Let me have a look. Yeah. I've got it here. I'm trying to. There it is. Uh, well, that's a, it, it's that. Yeah, it looks like. There it is. It kind of looks like that. And it also looks like. Well, an accordion, but it's got yeah, that I, sort of, yeah, it's unusual, but it's got built-in like audio. It. 
Sorry, I love. like it. I'd like it. I think it looks really good. I have to be honest, because I, I really like that hexagon sort of layout. I think it's uh, I'm, there's an iPad app called Musics, which uses the same sort of thing. And uh, I think there's a lot of value in it. You know, the, the, the thinking in the way is that every note has rather on a keyboard where every note just has two neighbors, every note has six neighbors. So, you know, I, I think that, that hexagon approach is, uh, you know, I think it's a lot of validity in it. But, um, you know, as a product, it's a bit of an odd one. It does. As a... uh, Eigenhart springs to mind a little bit just in terms of it looking a bit like nerdy and a bit odd. But uh, but unlike the Eigenhart, I thought it was quite good that the sounds were actually built into it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I thought, I thought, yeah, I think we've got a hard sell. To be honest, with yeah. that product, I, I but I get the impression that it, you know you look if you look at the stuff that's sort of about the company, it's funded by Earcam and you know it's got that. And, and I don't. This seems to be a common theme running through some uh, French industry and technology that there's a lot of government funding available for sort of artistic type projects. And he's he's a real boffin. You know, he's like a kind of lecturer, and they've got computer scientists and sort of hardcore mathematicians involved, so they can talk a good a good grant. I think. If that's not too unkind, but it is an interesting product. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like, to, if we ever get a chance to review it, I'd love to have a crack at that because I think, you know, I, I, you know, the guy was doing a demonstration. He was using, he was doing Get Lucky, wasn't he? Sort of, he was, yeah. um, uh, what do you say, traditional French song. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think if you were to use that in, in really abstract sort of sound designy sort of things and just maybe I, it, was, you know. it was sample based that's the thing so yeah that was that was jules otrik who is here we go mathematician multi-instrumentalist and musical harmony buff and then there's a uh, computer scientist bruno verbrug and then there's a uh, hardware development who seems to be probably the smart guy because that's pretty a challenging job and it did seem very well formed uh, and embedded software development and founder of the agency. You know, there's there's tons. And they've basically, previous awards, here we go, they're all there, sort of, ERCAM, Centre Pompidou, you know, that's that's a that's a big bunch of funding right there, I'd say. <laughs> so good for them, you know. And, and uh, maybe it'll, in, 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 in ways like the uh, Rolly Seaboard is a sort of, is a stepping stone for technology to then spring into more mainstream things. Maybe there'll be more to it from there and that'll be good. But yeah, if we get one in, it might be fun. Hmm. Um, playing it would be fun. Playing it might be fun. Yeah, I just. I'd like to see you you doing a me. demo of it. Nick. No, <laughs> that'd be gas. I know. Yeah. I remember. I remember being in France and playing a gig um, where we were. It was a playback gig, and there were some instruments on stage, and I was stood behind a keyboard that had a layout a bit like that on it. It was. I think it was like an Ensonic SQ80 with a kind of accordion keyboard. Now, I've I've never seen this since or before, but it's obviously some form of keyboard layout, and I don't know if this is based on it. And all I remember is because one of our part I might have told this story before, one of our party, in fact, Neil Davidge, who is a very highly respected producer, went on to do... Um, Massive, Massive attack. attack. You know, he's yeah. got an album out now, just really big, big, big time at the moment. I've just made contact with him again. Got so pissed. Um, 
and just totally out of order on the performance. Made a great performance and was sort of strafing this keyboard with a guitar and it was like, yeah, the fans were going crazy and it was like, brilliant performance. When we came off, it turns out it was actually not higher gear. It was the next band's equipment and he'd, uh, he'd accidentally, inadvertently, you know, it wasn't intentional, um, caused a bit of a problem. We had a massive Barney with the, with the next band and none of us could speak French enough to defend ourselves. <laughs> and so we went and locked ourselves in a dressing room. But anyway... That's a, I probably shouldn't have sold that story, poor bloke. <laughs> but it had, there was a keyboard that looked like an accordion layout keyboard, the buttons, and, I, and I've, I've never seen it since. It must have been a sort of particular French modification or something. Interesting. Anything else? Dave, anything that you kind of you know, knew so or what, heard about? Uh, what did the um, System 1 sound like in the flesh? The System 1 sounded like in the flesh, if I'm honest... It was a bit better than a Gaia. It sounded like that kind of world. Uh, but it's very hard. I mean, to be fair, also, very hard to tell in that environment. I mean, it was great that uh, the guy, David, was up for just stripping it back and listening to the waveforms and what have you. Um, and I think, actually, no, that's, that's probably a bit unfair. I think it sounded better than that. It's that but that sort of thing when you've got the virtual um doubling and multiplying of waveforms you get that it could do super it's like super square and super sore and that did sound a little bit you know sy synthetic if that's not the wrong term to use as it's a synth but you know what i mean but i i, I would i don't think it's fair that i you know i could i could sweep it away with just that but i'd like to hear it properly um before i you know was 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 uh was clear about that but it was nice to hear it without effects and just raw waveforms and up and down and see what some of the things did and uh, clear up a few misconceptions and that video you know i think uh, it was appreciated because i think you know up to now there's been nothing apart from just effects drenched demos so it was a uh, good it was a good sport to let us do that and and you know to let us in there because we got on tuesday i think to, to shoot that so they were still building the stand around it but it, i think it was all right sorry was there any plug outs for it or was that is that just the raw no that's box? that's just it as it is there are no plug outs yet but again all of that stuff is dsp so it's going to be you know it's modeled so you can basically effectively it looks like you're loading you know new algorithms into it you know that's what's going to happen and it may be i i suspect that it's going to be better than people expect because people expect aren't expecting all that much you know and that's not what about a that? sorry, sorry Nick. go what about that shallow keyboard did you kind of get a chance to noodle on it or uh i didn't but it, i tell you what it reminded me of it reminded me a little bit of the remember those that there was that range of edderol keyboards for, yeah, I heard, which yeah. which were quite nice and and some some of those shallow travel keyboards are actually okay they they you know and i, I suspect it's probably of that quality but I, no i didn't get a chance to play it but i did clock that it was shallow but again you know what we're we talking is it 500 quid yeah no i'm more intrigued from a kind of you know, portability point of view. Mm. If it, you know, if it works and uh, it's that small and convenient, might be a neat little thing to cart around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I like the. Uh, it's very similar in size to the um, Macbeth <laughs> elements as well, which was good to see. <laughs> price range. Yeah, di very different price range. Factor <laughs> yeah. a factor of a hundred. Ten. <laughs> oh, <man>. Ten even. <laughs> but. Um, that was great. I'm very pleased that we managed to get some time with Kemet Beth because he's always worth having on camera because he's got so many interesting things to say. And it was brilliant because he just was right on one and uh, was right in the zone. And it does look beautiful. I mean, I didn't realise it was, uh, you know, three, four grand. 
uh, until I got back and I put the video up. But um, it's a lovely thing, I have to say. It's got that uh, built-in analog delay, bucket brigade, bucket brigade delay, and a spring reverb. And it just sounded... It, it's got that sort of slightly EMS, but plus all this... Yeah, no, it looked absolutely gorgeous. It even but, looked EMS-y with the vernier pots, didn't it? Yeah. yeah that one. I mean, it, we didn't get a full kind of, you know, demo of it, but it's, it, from what I've I heard subsequently, it does sound, you know, the Kenwick Beth oscillators do sound really, really nice. They're yeah. very sort of beefy, um, and the filters are good as well. But, you know, yeah, it's, it, there's no point in trying to kind of compare it to anything mass-produced. It's just, it's a one-off. It's, you know, you're buying, it's like those uh, conceptual artists who can talk it well as well you know they present the whole package it's the sort of personality of the creator and the instrument and everything that you're getting with ken and i think fair play to him you know really uh anything else that spring up gaz you you said you're full of you're full of full of yeah well there's loads of things um uh we haven't talked about the waldorf strike ah that's yet, true yeah the which, strike uh, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, one of the things I thought was interesting about that was the very, well, the relatively low price point of it. So Yeah, it's I think it's bit, 239 euros. Mm, so you got they, me thinking they, about the idea that, you know, um, little pieces of dedicated hardware being not that much more expensive than a plug-in seems to be, seems to be quite a, an interesting thing. But also, strangely, I, I find myself quite lost in after it which is really peculiar really because i know that if i had it i'd only use it a, a really small amount but at the same time there's something quite nice about single purpose you know pieces of kit you know something that you could turn to and get a very particular thing from um so yeah i thought i, I thought it, it some very peculiar design decisions in it too though isn't there but, yeah but, it's sort of a shame that they went for this well i've got i've got a little bit here if i just play a little bit then we can kind of um maybe grab it or i'll just fast forward it as a tell very uh, eminent sound yeah it's a bit scratchy <laughs> That's right. something else yeah um, the thing yeah. is, is there any, uh, is it... I won't play anymore. I can see Dave is hurting Dave's ears. Dave, I'm, I can tell that perhaps you're not quite so enamoured with it. But I, I, to be fair, I don't think it was. You know, it was a. It was a sort of some of the buttons were sticking. It, there was only a few of them in the country. You know, they they were built up prototypes. They weren't final, finished. And I expect the voices will need tweaking. What's really funny, and it, but it's the same with all real string machines. You turn off all the stuff. And they sound really pants. <laughs> it's like you turn yeah, off the yeah. you turn off the, uh, the ensemble or the whatever it is, and they just sound like just sort of skinny waveforms. And that's the that's the case with the Selena as well. It's like oh, and then you turn it on, and it's turn on the ensemble, and it goes ooh, and it's it's the same with that, I think, to a degree. But um, yeah, tell me about it. Jesus Christ, I looped like every note of BSM. Of course, in fact, because you were you were looping all of the naked waveforms of those string machines. Wow. Yeah, with no crossfades. Jeez, that's what did me ears in. Yeah, I can um, imagine. Yeah, no, weird. Obviously, I'm biased. I thought it sounded absolutely, <laughs> absolutely horrid. It really did. I thought <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare I come out with something like that, and I kind of wanted to like it because obviously yeah, I love the song. The Selena string synth we've got here is really rare and beautiful, and we've got a load of others in the lockup and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. And then I heard it and just kind of went, 
and, and the guy was oh, anyway yeah forget it it's like <laughs> no, it was, there was it was too much pink and it sounded shite <laughs> I think that's a, well that's you know I think that we have you here for your opinion Dave and that's you know that's I think that's a fair enough thing it, it sounded uh, to my ears it sounded very similar very phasey I don't think perhaps he was altogether prepared for a fulsome demo shall we say and I suspect there's still some voicing going on but Robbie can you can you I think there's a space in there for a string machine in your um, room I, I, I was initially quite intrigued by the idea of it because I, I do like the design well of these two old they right. kind of, kind of, the same with that other, what's that other thing they brought out, the first one that was that shape? The rocket. Yeah, I kind of looked at it and thought, oh, that looks like a bit interesting, and that would sit nicely on a desktop and have a little noodle with it. But I think like Dave, when I heard it, I just thought, oh, I don't think I really want that. Why would I want that when I've got the G4 string machine libraries anyway? <laughs> Aha, there we go. Oh, no, thank you. So, oh, so you know, okay. <laughs> but no, I, I, it's... it's yeah, like you say, it's hard to hear from that demo really what it's about, but I think it's kind of, I was just intrigued by the concept of it because no one's done that before. And then when I actually saw it, I actually thought, actually, I don't need this. No, well, like, may, but maybe, may, sorry, guess. Well, no, I just, I like the idea of products being a bit rubbish, you know, coming out and sounding a bit naff, you know. I think that's, that's quite cool, you know, books the trend a little bit from all these ace <laughs> things coming out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Preset number one does not impress at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have to be a bit more creative with it then, don't we? That's true. That's I, I, li- I like your thinking. Uh, I'm just wondering if there's anything else I've got here on the list. Uh, uh, there was a the other thing that I thought was quite interesting was the in uh, again on the Alex Four uh, booth was the um, uh, the the east coast kind of modules lots of things that are getting very east coasty the verbus electronics particularly very very interesting i just there was there was a couple of things but the, the it's the uh, additive oscillator that really blew my mind which is basically you know it's a multi-wave oscillator i think it's got uh, triangle saw and square plus eight sequenceable uh, sine waves and it just sounded like I've nothing I've ever heard before. It was really, really astonishing. I suppose if I see, it might help if I actually dial up the. the Sorry, what's that? Is that the harmonic oscillator yeah. you're talking about? Oh. Yeah, that's interesting to me as well. That's... Quite a lot of the modules are very similar, kind of aesthetic to the make noise ones I've got, like the you know the the, the complex the complex oscillator. Oh, but, right, um, okay. I yeah. mean it, that one particularly, I thought. Even though I've got a vow of no more Euro rack at the moment, that is definitely on my list when I do think about some more. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the video here. I think I've got it somewhere. I think I'd probably put it in the uh, in the list of stuff. There we go. I'll see if I can put it up here and I'll find it. But uh, it's uh, it's towards the end. Later, it w- is this in is the, the complex oscillator, but <clears throat> the in addition to the basic triangle square right. and then. So oh, each each, each um, harmonic has a slider to control its its uh, presence in the mix. A CV in to control that harmonic. So you can modulate individual harmonics. Yes, but then also um, some some facilities to to mix them together in um, creative ways that allow it actually to to make some sounds that you would associate with uh, an oscillator followed by a filter. But in fact, there's no filter; it's just an additive. Tech. And this this can do some interesting things that actually can sound like um 
I think, you know, it, it's it, it's probably not the most obvious demo there, but actually in the field, it was like, ooh, that's really interesting. And it's just a sort of very unusual kind of way. I think it's going to be about um, 650 bucks. You know, it's a premium uh, Euro rack module. But, uh, yeah, no. You haven't got anywhere to put it, Dave. You can't have that because you haven't got I'll a Euro. I'll find somewhere. You haven't, got a Euro, you haven't got a Euro rack system. No, but I think I've been saying to Chris, like, he should get a Euro rack system and kind of be the... Because Chris thinks he's a lot younger than me, even though he's quite slightly older. So I'll be the old bugger with the dot com, and Chris will be the kind of young, trendy geezer. And then we can kind of go, okay, so what have you done this week? I've been listening to this. It's really cool. Um, I'm a bit of an Instagram fiend, and uh, somebody who I'm friends with on Instagram is um, Alessandra Cortini, who's been using this. So... Now that on Instagram you can do those little 14 second videos, he's been doing a few of those and like every single one I've been like, want, want, want to learn more, <laughs> want more, want more. And then when I heard that, it's just like, yeah, there is nothing not to like about this. It's really, it's like a gateway to East Coast. Uh, West Coast uh, synthesis. Uh, if you're in touch with Alessandro Cortini, tell him to return my emails because I'm still trying to get an, an interview sorted out with him, although I guess he's on tour. Um, I'd really like to, to do that. But anyway, that's another matter. Um, yeah, I, I know, like you say, Robbie, they're, they're, their stuff was lovely. There's some other... I mean, it just looks like there's some really... The, the other guys were the Coma uh, pedals, which were just... I just loved it. I just thought it was... I was getting really excited. I don't normally get that excited about modular stuff these days because often the presenters are very very inside the electronics and it makes it not but the some of it all came together on that day and it was like wow that's the guy who presented the coma stuff was brilliant and it's really interesting that that cv control delay i mean i'm guessing you do that on mogafogas as well right but uh you know that just looked like I've an interesting little, i've got this little coma commander which is a brilliant little box it does like um it's like sort of infrared cg <laughs> d-beam <coughs> d-beam what <laughs> D-beam. What? It's a D-beam, Robbie. Well, it's not a D-beam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, how, many, how many channels does it... The reason it's not a D-beam is because I've, I've had, I've had D-beams on numerous rolling things and never got anything remotely useful out of it. I've had lots of useful things out of that. Is that three, does it do three channels then? Is that the way that it works? Yeah, so, it does, yeah. Three channels. So yeah. you can... Uh, and are they just positive? Just, they just come out as they are, so they're positive positive or do they or do they do either side of zero control voltage um they do they're just positive yeah yeah right. but it's it's fun it's fun you know it's um it, i've had more fun with it than a d-beam <laughs> uh yeah no but uh they've got those on a lot of their pedals as well haven't they they put them in uh and you can patch them into various parameters yeah, it, it really does look pretty cool. I like the look of that. And for me, the modular stuff was really kind of rocking this year. It really was. And maybe that's partly because there wasn't so much outside of that. But, I mean, we, like I say, we, we did shoot a lot of guitar stuff as well. Uh, on, the, on the guitar front, uh, one thing I wanted to mention was uh, the Boss GP10, which is uh, the GK uh, pickup kind of... Uh, it's, like a, it's like a mini V guitar system. I think it's... Um, I think that looks really good, and I'm really pleased that Roland isn't abandoning that thing. You know, with them bringing that out shows a commitment to that platform. Um, mm -hmm. But the GP10, 
you know, when you look at it at first, you think, well, it hasn't got a lot of real-time controls on it, so it's uh, a lot of menu diving. But there is uh, an audio, there is an editor for it, a computer-based editor for it. And you know, uh, something. You know, I use the GR55, the Roland GR55, a lot, and I use it for a lot of the professional projects that I'm involved in. Um, and I always use it with a laptop to program it. So you know, I think I think with those devices, having a computer programmer. For it makes a lot of sense. So, so in a way that this GP10, it's quite interesting that they've marketed it as Boss rather than Roland, because all the previous kind of GK stuff tends to come out as Roland uh, product rather than Boss. Right. Uh, well, apart from the pedals, they have brought out some Boss pedals which have got GK, uh, you know, um, GK inputs on them. Uh, but this looks quite good actually. I think it. it I think. Um, it's got pit, you know. It will work as a as a MIDI interface as well. Um, so you know, I think it looks pretty decent. It looks about the right price, and I reckon. Well, I, I, I I'm not entirely sure. From I could only find out a little bit of information about it. I, I, I'm not entirely sure if it goes much deeper in some areas than the GR55. I suspect not, but I think for the price point, um, I think it looks yeah. And, and, it, and, and in yellow as well. Ah, <laughs> boss yellow. Speaking of which, there is something I did want to mention about, and it isn't anything to do with Massive, but it is sort of uh, to do with last week, well, to do with recent news, and that's the Neil Young Pono thing went live on Kickstarter on oh, yeah, March yeah, the yeah. 11th. Uh, I, I've, actually paid, I've actually paid into it now so well they um, they they had chosen to write right they were looking for 800,000 and they got 2.7 uh, million or something didn't well, they? it's over 4 million now oh, so i mean Christ. it's proved to be extremely what? uh popular but uh, initially i was very cynical about it and i was thinking oh gosh yeah here we go all, all these people lining up to sort of flog it to us you know because basically it means that we're going to buy their albums again and again and again in new in new formats and then i thought but this industry is my industry. So I thought, oh, yeah, I should actually support it. <laughs> but um, the thing that's quite cool about it, a lot of people are slagging off the design of it. Um, and I've, I've gone for the yellow. I've gone for the yellow one. All right, just, just, to, just quickly, the Pono is uh, it's a lossless, very high quality. Is it 96K, 24-bit playback device? 192. 192, yeah. that's right. So, and it's the, the idea is Neil Young just sort of said, look, I'm getting a bit sick of listening to stuff sort of gurning away on MP3s. Let's have something that we can have really high quality. Use digital in a good way. So, uh, And obviously there are plenty mm. of other people who feel the same way, at least, you know, at this stage. Well, I've just not been enjoying listening to music recently and it sort of started to occur to me that I have, you know, it, that it is largely to do with, I think, <laughs> that I've been listening on the MP3 players. As your head, sorry, if you move over to your right, Gaz, I can, you can still see you. No, you left, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, as, as your head in the chat room said, the, the old bastard can't possibly hear those high frequencies anyway, <laughs> which is probably entirely true. Great idea, though. Um, but, yeah, I take your point. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it actually does show that there is a lot of um, desire for a, a return to hi-fi, which uh, which I think is really good, you know. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, how there was this continuation of, like, improvement of hi-fi, 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 until convenience won over hi-fi, and then hi-fi deteriorated, uh, and convenience won. Mm. Uh, but now this seems 
fairly convenient. I mean, people are complaining again about the product. You know, it's like this. It looks like a Toblerone or something, and people are saying how uncomfortable that will be in your pocket. Um, but I was thinking it's still pretty small, really. Yeah, it's li- still pretty mobile. My so. little pono. Yeah, there's there's just so many <laughs> there's so many wordplay. Well, uh, let's see how it happens. Straight I mean, maybe on. we'll talk maybe we'll talk about it again. You know, that'd be interesting. But um, there was one other thing I did want to talk about, which was the um, you see the the uh, SM Pro Audio, and it's not just because they sponsored us at the show because they didn't you know it wasn't much of a package. But the idea was they they create these sort of rack mixers with Wi-Fi um, routers yeah. in them. And, awesome. And and so yeah. effect- effectively the it's got a built-in web server. Uh, you can get an eight mic, uh, four mics, eight. So it's a four mic, four line version, three effects sends. There's a tw- uh, an eight, a twelve, and a twenty four, which you can. And they're basically rack mount. I'll see if I can find the actual. Um, uh, let's see, SM Pro Audio. I should have been a bit more prepared, but you know, there's no news, nothing, nothing new there, eh? Uh, SM Pro Audio. Because what's really interesting about this is they've actually um, created. A, a web server inside it that provides the interface so you don't need any specific app you just need something that will here we go that something that will allow you to play um uh um a web, a web to HTML5, basically here it is oh good they've posted our video that's very kind of them uh but basically, these stage box size are going. If I go back to this page here, you'll see this is actually the interface. They've got it online. You can go and check it out. And the responsiveness of this stuff compared to you know what you'd expect. This is all in HTML5 with all of these kind of different pages, EQ. It, it's not so much perhaps the technology in the mixer, but the fa- also the, the mic amps are digitally controlled as well. But the applications and the fact that you, can, you could run this screen and then another screen on a different web browser... Uh, which was looking at, say, you know, this page, the dynamics page, or the mix page, or the metering page. It's just a really kind of out of the box, interesting concept. And I think it starts like two hundred bucks for an eight channel version, uh, which is kind of a bit mind blowing. I just think there might be some useful applications to that kind of stuff because they've also got digitally controlled mic amps. The mic, the gain, in the mic amps is controlled via the web browser. So, you know, you don't need to touch it. You just basically put it over there and you can control it. And all the different people, people, you know, it's, it's kind of like a lot of digital mixers these days work, but you you generally have to download like an iOS app, which means everybody has to have an iPad or an iPhone or something. In this case, it's just anything that runs a browser that will te- take HTML5. And that was kind of cool. What yeah. do you think? I know, Gaz, you're really interested in sort of new mixer technology. Did this kind of pique your interest at all? It did. I, I thought it was a shame that they missed out the opportunity to sort of make it mul- to record the multi-track stream. I mean, you can record a, a stereo mix. Yeah. But I, th- I thought if if only they'd done it, and you could record it as multi-track in that format, amazing. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have bought one. Uh, you know, because a lot of the time that's useful. Are they, but uh, to be fair, they're. Uh, uh, not all the models, but the larger channel count models have got uh, Ethernet cable on them. And there's mm. no... Uh, I did say, oh, does it stream audio at, down the Ethernet cable so you can record it on an external device? And he went, not at the moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it might well happen in the future. But um, Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what's brilliant about it is the practicality of a lot of these situations you find yourself in. Um, and just being, you know, the fact that it can live on the floor and all the leads running into it. You know, sometimes just the, just 
finding a space for a mixing desk in some situations can be quite tricky, you know, but having everything in on the floor, I think it's a, I think it's a brilliant idea. And, and the masterstroke, as you mentioned, is the, the fact that it runs in an HTML5 browser. And so therefore it's not tied into like an Apple ecosystem or whatever. Anything can access yeah. it. So. And uh, presumably the, uh, you know, if you're going to update any of the stuff going on inside it, it's just like, you know, download it via the interweb and you get a, a new interface i mean i keep looking at it and think you know it's not flash it's just it's still still kind of blows me away a bit and that's probably the big takeaway point is you know it's actually html5 interface yeah and that may be the sign of things to come eh, robbie can you imagine controlling some of the stuff in your studio via your web browser maybe you could mix from uh, that's interesting because actually the guy was the guy was telling you about who just bought the smith to make room for the smith he's getting rid of all this stuff but he's got a he's got a big old desk in the studio he's got a um one of those analog desks, you know, that British company you make, TL Audio Analog. Oh, yeah. And then he's got yeah. another big digital desk for all this stuff. And he was saying to me only yesterday, you know, do you know of anything that's really compact? Like, put all these channels in and have a way of kind of mixing stuff. And somehow that sounds like it could be great for that, for that application. Yeah, you can, you know? you can chain two of the 24-channel ones together. And they've wow, got so the the, the yeah. thing about the twenty four channel ones is uh, um, they've got Shark DSPs in them for the additional kind of effects and what have you. So um, whereas the the, the eight channel two hundred bucks one doesn't have a a, char, a shark, it's got arms. They've got arms in them to run all the interface and stuff. I know, Dave. That sounds you know you haven't got much room. You haven't got a desk even, have you? No, and I really miss it. I really do miss. Is it, it. the cent- Is it because of the centre po- being being the centre point of the studio? I miss that as well, the little sort of uh, tatty scribble strip padding. And the fact that, you know, you can get, because it's, it's tactile, it's hands-on, you can get creative and you can do all sorts of weird things. Who was I talking to? Oh, I think it was a mate the other day. He, I've got a feeling it was a desk designed by Don Buckler and he was saying it was just completely mental because it was all arse about face and you had to kind of really think about it. But actually, if you didn't think, you just kind of did. And everything after a while, even though you didn't really know what you were doing. And this is Andy, who's a front of house engineer. He just really enjoyed that whole process, that whole workflow. And I really do miss my desk. Mm. It's, uh, yeah. But the HTML5 aspect of this is quite intriguing. Really. It is. No, I mean, I can't think of anybody who's done stuff that advanced mm. um, yet. And so they're, they're very, uh, that's going to be a big, you know, even if they well, just control of it, that's the only thing, isn't it? With those sort of things, uh, if you lose control of it, it stays where it is. Just okay, it just carries on in that static position. Yeah, it would stay on. So obviously, you don't want it. Well, just at the time you're sending massive regen feedback. My, into... <laughs> I, I, my cousin's a sound engineer, and I asked him if he's used any of these sort of iPad controllers, for, and he said he had, uh, and but it just set everything up. He'd been given this iPad. To, to do the mix and you, it'd gone out front and I think there was no access to where the mixing desk was and the iPad ran out of batteries just as the show was beginning <laughs> schoolboy error mm, well so you know so but I, I suppose that's what's cool about that though isn't it you know you could the fact that yeah, let me your phone yeah yeah exactly yeah you could just oh. you know access it that's so, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 
I think yeah, it's an intro. I, I think it's going to be you know there's going to be more of this stuff coming, and obviously that they probably only just begun. I mean the the guys at uh, SM Pro Audio, Danny Olesh, the main man, he's a very smart cookie, and he just comes up with all these interesting ideas and what have you. And it's you know it's it, yeah. it's a joy to see a company that makes such a wide range of things kind of go. I've had an idea. I built this. It's like bloody hell, where did that come from? You know, and it's just it's it's off slightly. You know, I hate to use the term out out of the box, but it really is. You know. And it's it's encouraging, and I hope they sell bucket loads of them because uh, just because it's good that companies like that are still going. When you consider what happens to ones that become corporatized, that was of course uh, one of the other big talks at, at, at Mesa is you know what's the sense of the industry? You know, is everybody has uh, has everybody you know who's going to buy Pro Tools? You know, all of that kind of stuff because um, it does very much seem like that's going to have to be on the cards. Um, and I you know talking to people behind the scenes and saying you know one of the big problems that uh, avid face is really more a question of making sure that the, um, that the sharks don't move in and just strip the company and not caring about any of the brands which can happen when you're listed uh, or delisted or certainly floated and you know so it all just goes goes away you know you want to make sure it gets sent to the right a safe pair of hands to keep the brand going really that's what you'd hope so I wish them every luck. Uh, they, Avid did have a big stand there. Um, I didn't make it to see any of their products. Um, but anyway, that's really just another side of it. I don't know if anybody else had any other. I did enjoy sausages and the weather was good. And I want to say <laughs> thank you. Also said, uh, yeah, Champ, uh, I don't know if he's in the chat room, but uh, we met him, which was really nice to see him. He's the guy who did a lot of videos from the dance fair of the IRA stuff that we hadn't already seen. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, didn't get time to socialise. But we saw Hans, non-Eric, uh, and his team and spent quite a lot of time with them. And that was nice, too. So mm. good social aspect to it as well. Is Mini Brute SE worth mention? Um, yes, it looks lovely, the Mini Brute SE. It's a silver edition or special edition. Uh, and it's um, also got a the sequencer in it from the... Um, from the microbrute rather than the arpeggiator. That is it. But uh, I was discussing with Toby, who kindly uh, stepped up to the plate to give us the pre-show demo. Uh, you know, uh, people are going to say, oh, the blue face is going to sound better, the silver face, you know, and, he said, so, and what's the score? He said, no, the electronics are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But, I want the silver one with the rubber end cheeks of the original, because I hate wooden end cheeks. Ah. Ooh. Right. All my wooden end cheeks have all been redone by custom synth into a lovely white. Oh, well, I, okay. hate, I hate the natural wood. I hate the natural wood. Look. Well, you have to <laughs> wa- you have to wax it, don't you, and varnish it, and and take care of it. All those things. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe down surfaces is what you need, Robbie, isn't it? Really. I want to. I'm, I want to get my mini brute customized, actually, in the, in a Hulk green and call it the mini brute. Oh, okay, cool. Might, might do. <laughs> might do. It's a bit of fun. Uh, it did. See, uh, it does look nice, though. Oh, excuse me. It does look good, and. Uh, they did also release a virtual organ as well, which I didn't get a chance to cover, but uh, that's probably worth checking out, a, a kind of drawbar organ type thing. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I missed. The, the, the core new revive, whatever is that pedal? Yes, that seemed to generate quite a bit of interest. I think we shot a video. It wasn't me, so I mm. can't comment on it because I haven't looked at it's it. It's spendy, though, isn't it? Blimey. Is it? Mm, what's well, it, about 500 quid? Is it really bloody hell? That is expensive. There's quite a lot of there was quite a lot of boutique electronicy stuff there as well, which was nice to see, um, but yeah, not so much in the uh, in the world of um, no software there. I didn't really see, which is just probably 
you know, just goes to show, Dave, you made the right decision. Just keep away and keep do your stuff online. It's a far lot cheaper, and you don't have to go to Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of yeah. But the, actually, but tra- the thing about well, the thing about trade shows is, I was talking to a certain um, Scottish gentleman earlier this morning, who uh, you know as well, and saying the thing about trade shows is you get things that just happen. You know, yes, okay, it might not be worth it from a purely business point of view, but there's you miss those kind of happy accidents and meeting people. Like, for instance, I met somebody on the plane on the way back who was a good contact, and I've met. You know, it's those sort of things that you don't get from from not going, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's expensive. Yeah, our next year is just completely mapped out. Well, it's not even... Yeah, uh, that, I, I, I was trying to work out the last time I went and I've got a feeling it's when we found that hotel that uh, had just opened and it was a reasonable price and all the rest of it. And then I was explaining... And then, of course, the following year, it wasn't a new hotel, so they kind of put the price up massively. And I was explaining, I used to stay at the Novotel where the Roland guys always yeah. stayed. And, like, I did that for, like, 10 years and it was completely affordable and then all of a sudden it just went nuts 180, no, euro, but, 180 euros a night yeah it's kind of mad really kind of mad I don't know yeah I, I sort of yeah one day I'll go but honestly at the minute we've got we've got the next year mapped out for us and it's just like actually I don't want I, I've, I don't I've want. kind of got this inability to say no to people so when people go oh can you do this I'm like oh yeah yeah I can do that and then I kind of think why did I just say that I can do that and then so in a way I don't want to be put in a position where I've had a few drinks and somebody goes can we do this because I, I know what I'll do I'll just go yep uh, well I, I, we found uh, an apartment where we stay sleep six uh, 250 euros a night so that's the way to do it I think in the, in the future because uh, hotels there are about 200 euros for a twin room so it's just outrageous. Outrageous, I tell you. Um, I'm trying to think whether or not there's anything else we need to cover. I think we've kind of pretty much uh, covered everything. We did uh, that was strike fit. Um, tell you what I have bought. I don't think this is anything to do with Messer at all, but I've bought a load of these. These are little... Oh, uh, the, the Ditto X2s. Yeah, and then and then we've got like a few of the small ones. In fact, we've got more small ones than this one. Um they're really good fun. I went to yeah. a mate's place. He's a guitarist, right? And he sort of went, oh, they're really handy for, you know, if I don't really want to play the song more than once. Because it's, if it's a boring song, weirdly enough, he started with a Radiohead track. So he just kind of played it and then hit the button and hit the loop thing and then went off and kind of played this solo on another one and then kind of made a load of effects and stuff like that and hit another one. He had like three or four and I went, I think that's a great idea for synths. So we've gotten plumbed into quite a few synths, haven't we? like weird noises and effects and stuff like that. You can get some pretty trippy things. Anyway, they're cheap. Yeah. And they're they're also uh, sponsoring our amp section. So thank you very much (laughs) to them and to you. But yes, I I still want to get uh, the analog. I I want to get the Strymon El Capitan. That's the one I want. That's the. I've got the Flashback 4, the TC one. It's great. Well, we did. We did before Mesa. We did a um, shootout between. Uh, there's a Jim Dunlop uh, Echoplex EP101 um, preamp pedal, which is just the preamp of an EP3, and we went over to Adrian Utley's studio. Uh, I think I might have mentioned it actually, and he did. He plugged his guitar into his Echoplex 
EP three, and uh, he had his Fender uh, Jazzmaster, and then it was Rich on the other side with his other Fender Jazzmaster going into the flashback delay on the tape setting, and we just tried to match the sounds, and it was rem- I mean, it wasn't exactly the same, but it was pretty damn close. As Aid said, you know, I would never use these live. I'd, I have to use other things because, I mean, it's all right if you're doing a little gig, but if you're playing a Portishead gig and there's 10,000 people in the audience, you don't want electronics that are just going to go, you know, on you, which is what the uh, EPs can do. Have you seen there's an EP2 on eBay, which was um, Jeff Skunk Baxter, and it's got Steely Dan kind of like, you know, um, stenciled on the case. Oh, really? And they want, they want something like $1,800 for it. Wow. Well, I don't know how much... And the it, UAD plug's good, isn't it? That. I use that a lot. The what, sorry? The UAD? The UAD, UAD Echoplex plug's great. Oh, is it? Yeah. I guess the thing the about... The Echo Boy's good as well. Oh, I've not tried that, but I, I guess the thing is uh, with that, the Echoplex itself, with that bar that you move across, it just, you know, it, it makes a difference to the, the way you interact with it. In fact, Aid was saying that he's got an EP4, which has a drive circuit and you can variable gain, and it sounds much more, it's much more interesting. Um, but uh, hopefully we're going to go back there because he's got some, he just bought uh, this Moog Modular 55 clone from a, a company called Club of Knobs, rather amusingly titled. Um, which is very affordable, and um, so we're going to try and do an AB because he's got the original. He's got some '55 stuff there as well. So uh, he said, "Oh, why don't you come over and do a review of it?" So I think I might because <laughs> that would be great. It's very hard to leave Aid's place because um, it's just so full of lovely things. That club and knob stuff is great. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, we did an AB while we were there. He was just saying, "What do you think?" And it was like it was close. It wasn't exactly the same, but, the, you know, the Moog, I mean, it was much more, much less stable than Moog stuff. But, it, yeah, interesting. It's a weird name, though, isn't it? It's a very, inadvertent. it's one of those, I suppose if it was Knob Club, it would be even worse, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things where the words are in a slightly different order because they're, you know, because it's, a, it, it, it's taken from a sort of uh, the, the syntax of a of German language or the French language or whatever. So, yeah, it's, at least it's not that. What I want is a synth. I, I said to Chris, we should do, let's do a hardware synth and let's call it Knob Jockey. <laughs> Doesn't have to be hardware for that. <laughs> what sort of Easter eggs would you put in that one? Anyway, don't answer that. I don't answer that. I think it's probably time to leave before we incriminate ourselves with any form of... Uh, uh, incriminating stuff. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks to all the people in the chat room. Um, we've. I hope you enjoyed your new colour scheme. Although this will be yeah, the first you've seen of it. Oh, I think Harry Howard Scar there in the chat room. There, nice to see him. Lovely. Oh, happy knobbing equals synth meeting in my area. That's yeah, my that... favourite term of abuse <laughs> ever. Yes, good lad. Ah, uh, anyway. Um... <laughs> Sorry, he yeah, just. <laughs> but thank you every, uh, very much everybody and I also want to say thank you to our sponsors Isotope for sending us um, their best wishes and their sponsorship uh, remember check out Alloy2 isotope.com forward slash Alloy get a 10 day download demo uh, it's all jolly good stuff and also um, I want to say thanks to Suit a Tie Guy for sending me uh, a couple of modules for the modular it just because it was very kind. He just basically said, "I've you know you supported me for ages with all of these reviews and stuff that's helped me out. I just wanted to send you something to say thanks, which was really I just thought what a kind thing. And of course, and and they're just there. Oh, you can't quite Ooh, see it's them. Filling up. Yeah. The just here. The holes are oh. filling up, but we will do more anyway. Um, so I want to say thank you very much to Gaz Williams over there in Bristol in his uh, with his 
halo light behind him and his <laughs> godspell hair. Thank you very much, Gaz. I hope to speak to you very soon as well. Yeah, uh, again, great. and uh, thanks for thanks for uh, contributing. GazWilliams.me for all things Gaz. Posting some good stuff to his own blog at the moment. And also, we've got Robbie Bronneman there. Um, Sushi Friday. If you check Sushi Friday Music, if you check that out on Facebook, you can see what he's up to. Posting an Yeah, we should be doing some more in the next few weeks. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Good. Look forward to it. So, when's the album coming out then? Uh, yeah, the album, you say. <laughs> Oh, the track, the EP. That's great art, Nick. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. Anyway, Robbie, Robbie Bronneman, um, you can follow him on Twitter. He posts stuff there too. Anyway, thank you very much, Robbie. Great to have you aboard. And, of course, Dave Spears there, uh, co-starring with his uh, OB8 voice um, in the background and all the other analogue goodness. But if you want... CS80 broke. Oh. oh. What happened? Well, uh, one half of it's... Not well. Uh, it's only a, It's just a voice trigger thing. It's uh, it's got a hanging note on one card. That's just. Oh, that's. And 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 it's a bit tedious, isn't it? Because like normally, if it was a small keyboard, you just pick it up and take it to the menders. Whereas this, it's just like that's never leaving this room. Because seriously, we both, you know, both Chris and I did our backs in the last time, and it's like maybe we should like buy some lighter stuff. Anyway, yeah. I didn't say that publicly. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, Roland Guy is nice and light. Oh, yeah. Well, this Casio CZ1000 is really light. It certainly yeah. is. Oh, that's, true. that's true. Anyway, I've got the guy. Um, he's called Dusty Miller, and he's coming down from Yamaha to fix this. But he's the guy who used to look after Fra- uh, Vangelis's oh, CS80s wow. in the 70s. And I think he's about sort of 60 and stuff like that. So he said, you know, I'll show you how to sort a few things out, tune it as well, because... I can't imagine there'll be much uh, gassing in that particular meeting, Dave, can you? That'd be really good. I'm, uh, in fact, I said to him, do you fancy coming on a Wednesday afternoon? Anyway. Awesome. <laughs> CS80s for life, not just for Christmas, as they say. Yeah, Very yeah, good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's uh, CS80 is for a service contract, not just for an eBay purchase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway folks thank you very much everybody and thank you very much um, coming up on Sonic what's happening next week I've got Casio PX5X is going to get a bit of a workout um, and review that um, so uh, hopefully that'll be done soon I've got a few other things coming up and um, yes anyway thank you very much I'm going to press fade to black and then it'll all stop and everything bye <laughs>